So we speak to him, we talk to him, which might be the far better praise of God because it shows praising God is always a relation. This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. I'm your host, Natalie Owens-Pike, Yale Divinity School MDiv Class of 2023. And in this episode, we have Volker Lapine, Horace Tracy Pitkin, Professor of Historical Theology at Yale Divinity School, in conversation with Vasilios Maranis, Associate Professor of Christian Art and Architecture at Yale Divinity School. They're discussing Psalm 145, verses 8 through 14, which is appointed for the sixth Sunday after Pentecost in year A. Let's take a listen. Psalm 145, verses 8 through 14. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your faithful all shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. This psalm is a complete praise to God. This is evident in verses 10, 11, 12, and elsewhere. It underscores God's goodness and righteousness, God's relationship to the creation, to the faithful, and to the people who don't know God. It makes me wonder a little bit how to praise God. And it starts with speaking about the Lord, which is a certain type of praising God to which we as theologians might tend just to speak about God and praising him this way. But then it comes to the way of talking to God. From verse 10 on, it is you, O Lord. So we speak to him, we talk to him, which might be the far better praise of God because it shows praising God is always a relation that is given between us and Lord, and then we might find ourselves in this word of all your faithful who should bless the Lord, being members of the community of believers. We are those who are praising and blessing the Lord in talking to him. Absolutely. So verse 8, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, emphasizes God's love for uh, God's people. Uh, verse 9 indicates that God is good to all creation. And I think verse 10 indicates the the result of this steadfast love in that the whole creation is giving praise to God, is offering praise to God. 
It is interesting that you started with talking about his people and then you spoke about all creation. And uh, I think that's that mirrors what we find in this psalm that both is in it. There, there is this word of all the faithful, there's the word of all people, but there's also the word of all that he has made, which is something that gives us the impression that our praise can only be a praise that resonates with creation. And we are on a way in which we still are more using creation for our benefit and for our use than sharing our praise of God with this creation. So this psalm might remind us that as human beings we are only a part of creation. Yeah, that's a truly wonderful point that uh, you're making. And it's, uh, uh, it's a beautiful image to envision the whole creation giving praise to God. And also knowing that humans, as, as you said, are just part of this and not the dominators of it. And if you think about how we deal with creation, there are many animals who maybe would not join our praise of God because we take them in a way of living that is cruel to them. If we take this honestly, that we are on a way with them, that might change our way indeed of treating them and uh, taking them into something that we could call kind of co-creation, that they are creations together with us. And maybe then the wonderful end of this psalm, speaking about the Lord who upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down, is not only meant for human beings who are down, but also for animals. Yes, absolutely. And the psalm envisages God as a king uh, and his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom as it's clear in verse 13. And it's, it's not only restricted to the believers or to the people of Israel, I should say, but it encompasses the whole world, even if they still haven't recognized God's kingdom. Very important point to, to remind for this image of a kingdom. How do we deal with This imagery this year gave us some remembrance for, for a kingdom when the queen died. What does it mean to us living in a republic, in, in a state that is governed by, by the people? Kingdom is not something I myself feel quite excited about. But then it comes, this, this kingdom is something that means the Lord is faithful in all his words. So it is not the kingdom in which the king would suppress the others or the king would somehow be just the first, but he's the one in whom we can trust. That makes a kingdom of God. Yes, that's uh, another wonderful point that you're making. It's very difficult for us to understand kings and kingdoms and royal families the way uh, they would have uh, been understood by the original author of the psalm or even throughout the Middle Ages, uh, somebody with uh, essentially absolute power. And But, but again, it's, it's uh, uh, something that uh, even part of the uh, force of the message, like the crucifixion, is, is lost to us. I think we can use our imagination and references to contemporary context to understand, as you mentioned, God not as an oppressive king or a dictator, but rather as a benevolent God whose uh, creation praises God all the time. 
and his benevolence, as, as you say so nicely, that, that endures throughout all generations. So that makes it also different to any human kind of government. We see so many changes in our governments. There's one government which is gracious, which is faithful. That will last forever. That gives, gives hope to us. And the two first verses of this lection underscore this so beautifully. I naming the Lord as gracious and merciful, abounding in steadfast love, good to all. This is a beautiful way of, of describing God's relationship to creation. Thank you for listening. And thank you to our professors for your insights on this scripture. The transcript of this audio and lots more Bible study resources are available at YaleBibleStudy.org. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School and is produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, executive producer Helena Martin, and me, your host, Natalie Owens-Pike. Mixing on today's episode and our theme music are by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season. <laughs>